Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let it go. Let's see if they get involved. All righty, 12 o'clock, right? Let's, you ready to go, Kia? Let them all in. Oh. There we go. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining me remotely. This is the BlockFi Inc. matter, and we're having the call on the request of, by correspondence, on behalf of the committee, uh, Mr. Stoltz's correspondence, and let me just make sure I see who's on. All right. Uh, Essentially, we're having an informal, although we are on record, uh, scheduling discussion. And uh, let's start with, I, I see a lot of faces that I've known over the past decade, Mr. Stoltz and Mr. Usatine, Mr. Sirota. Uh, I see faces of those who've appeared in front of me recently, Mr. Jonas and Mr. Stark and others, and of course, our U.S. Trustees Council. Uh, it's always a pleasure for the court to work with the best of the best, and I, I see the best of the best in front of me, uh, as far as expertise and professionalism. The problem with working with the best of the best is that they're there for a reason. They, they are the most strident, uh, the 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 most ardent in their advocacy, and uh, they they work the hardest to produce for their respective clients. This meeting is being recorded. Uh, of course it is. So, I know as well that we're talking about two types of hearings. A retention application for uh, Moellis, and we're talking about a CURP. And if I gave you all two hours to argue those, you would do it effectively. And if I gave you all two days, you would do it effectively. Problem is, I don't have, and it's difficult to find two days to, to allow for that. But I need to give you more than two hours. So it, it's trying to come to what's a reasonable midway point. I'm going to hear from you all. Uh, I'm going to first lay out my thinking about how to best go about this. If it, and it, hopefully it'll comport or it'll be, you'll be viewed as, as workable. I actually try to contribute by clearing a two-day mediation that I had this week off my calendar. Uh, to the chagrin of several attorneys. That, that mediation was scheduled for Thursday the 26th and the 27th. 
Uh, I already knew the 27th I was going to have to push them, uh, but I tried to make time. This is a CURP motion, and this is an objection to a retention. As I've said, the court finds it hard to allow for multiple days of hearings on these. I don't think that works well for the case, for the estate as well, for the costs involved. I would envision that this can be done in a day. Here's my outline of how to go about it, and then we can talk about it. We would start with the CURP because I know the witness availability is an issue. We would use the declarations that have been on file, starting, I think, the last one I saw was 6 o'clock this morning, filed. Uh, I know of three potential witnesses, uh, Josephine Gartrell, Megan Crowell, and for the committee, possibly Matthew Manning. But those are the names that I've seen on the declarations. I would, We would use those as direct testimony. We would then allow for cross-examination. I think four hours of testimony would suffice, leaving an hour and a half of argument on the curb. That's a total of five and a half hours. And I would I don't believe we need testimony on the retention application. I have some thoughts on that as well. I'll talk about later. But I would leave an hour and a half for argument. That's seven hours. That would be starting at nine, taking a half hour lunch break because there's nowhere in Trenton that you can go anyway. And that would leave, and you've all experienced that, uh, and that would leave uh, going till 4.30. If we did that on January 26th, that would leave the Friday the 27th for a limited matter of spillover if we needed. I understand calendar is tough. If we do it on the on the 27th, we would get it done on the 27th. I'm not glued to staff here is workable. We could stay longer, but that's that's my time frame, and that's what I think it could be done. Uh, I know you all have been at it longer than I have on these issues uh, and have possibly different ideas. Uh, finally, with respect to the, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, Moelis, uh retention application. I've reviewed the proposal. I've reviewed the counterproposal. It's not a huge gap, although it's significant. I would think the parties may want to consider, with respect to three types of fees, the restructuring, the sale fee, transaction fee, and the mining asset sale fee, Probably maybe employing a sliding scale that takes into account the numbers you have in your proposal uh, and the counterproposal as a minimum and maximum, and just tie it to uh, a performance gauge, you know, dollars or potential recovery or transaction results, something along those lines. Uh, I don't want to dictate it to you all. Again, you all have more expertise in these areas. But it's not something that I think we should spend uh, countless hour, expensive hour attorney time on trying to uh, uh, litigate. So with those thoughts, since it was the committee's initial request for 
by letter. Let me first turn to the committee, and then I'll turn to debtors' counsel. I don't know who wants to chime in for the committee. Mr. 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 Jonas is going to is going to address that, Your Honor. And thank you for accommodating us for this. Uh, I asked for the for the call because my experience has been that these calls with Your Honor are always productive, and I know Your Honor always offers. Um, maybe you'll offer less <laughs> the more we accept. Um, but uh, we appreciate Your Honor's availability and turn uh, to Mr. Jonas. Mr. Jonas, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Your Honor, Jeff Jonas, um, for uh, of Brown Redneck for the committee, and, and we do appreciate you taking the time, Your Honor. And let me say at the outset, and I, I think um, I, I think our adversaries uh, at all the firms would agree with me. We, we don't like to have to take up the court's time with procedural matters. We work hard to resolve these things centrally. Sometimes, most of the time, we do, um, but sometimes we can't, and, and that's why we're here. And I also want to be responsive um, to some of the things you said. So let me just start with those because I think they are helpful and instructive. Um, your co comments on, on, I say Molas, you say Morales. Somewhere in between we'll get it right. Um, <laughs> with respect to Molas, Your Honor, I, I hope your comments can actually help us get to a consensual resolution. I think they were instructive, um, frankly, We've, um, you know, where we wanted to come out on that is, is somewhat akin to what you said, which is a results-based or performance-based uh, metric in terms of compensation. So I won't say any, anything more about that, but I'm hopeful that your comments might help us uh, get to a consensual resolution. Uh, we'll see. Um, I also agree, Your Honor, with what you said about a one-day trial on both of these motions. I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. And although it, I, I think it might be difficult, we, we think we can do that. The problem, Your Honor, is I'll, I'll, just, I'll call the problem this week is the problem, and let me tell you why. Um, and, and, again, all we really want is to have a level playing field. That's all we ever want. As you know, sometimes we take on very much uphill battles in cases, and, and um, something I love to do, and, and that may be the case here. Um, but we will take it on, but we just want to have a level playing field and, and a fair opportunity to present our case, both argument and, and the evidentiary record. So let me just tell you why trying to do that this week is virtually impossible. I think impossible. Um, we, we received last night, as you know, or this morning, um, uh, the debtors filed a 14-page uh, expert declaration and a 23-page witness declaration. That was at about 2 o'clock this morning. Um, those related to the CURP, we're told that there will, I don't know if they'll be similar in length or what, but there will be other declarations filed by tomorrow on MOLIS, on the MOLIS retention. Um, and, Your Honor, we expect, we did file Mr. Manning's um, declaration. Uh, we do expect to have what I call a more fulsome declaration uh, uh, probably from somebody uh, more senior uh, at M3, uh, which we expect to be able to file today at some point or this evening. Um, those th those would be the uh, the declarations that you had before you. Um, but we would also expect to honor. Um, we we have we have no documents. Um, we tried to do this informally and just asked for any documents that were either supportive of the motions or that would be used at trial in support of the motions. Um, we don't have those. I'm not complaining about it, but we need to get those 
in fairly short order so that we can properly prepare. Um, we have not been able to do any depositions, as you, I think, Your Honor, you were supposed to correct, but just reviewing the witnesses, um, even accepting the, de the decks that have been filed, there would be the, uh, there would be Ms. Dottrell, there would be Ms. Crowell, um, there would be, on our side, there would be the M3, our expert deposition. Uh, we also were considering, Your Honor, having a committee member testify, uh, obviously uh, somebody whose interests are directly affected in both cases, the Kirk and, and Mollis, um, but that's been somewhat under consideration, Your Honor. So that would be, um, it, and if we do have that person, that would be at least four depositions that have to take place. And we would need to get the, the, the documents, um, even if that were to happen today or tomorrow. Um, we would then need to conduct four depositions and get ready for trial. I have done a lot of crazy stuff under time, compressed time, Your Honor. I don't think we can do that. By, by Thursday, certainly not. Um, I, I really don't think we can do it by Friday. And, and I'll be honest, Your Honor, um, having a weekend to properly get ready for trial often is critical because even if we finish the last deposition Thursday, we wouldn't have a transcript till Thursday night. And then we need time, obviously, to review the transcript, prepare our examinations, the cross-examinations, and get ready. So long story short, Your Honor, um, uh, we're, I'm, I'm not complaining about the time compression here. Um, I thought where you were going to go <laughs> uh, was there. there's a hearing scheduled on the 30th on Monday. Uh and my, my, my realistic hope out of today, while I would have hoped for even a better result, what I thought was going to happen was you would tell us we'll move everything, we'll hear everything on Monday. That would give us a reasonable period of time to do what we need to do and get ready for, uh, you know, for everything, uh, on trial on Monday. So that's, uh, I'll just stop there and take a breath, Your Honor, and see if you have questions or want to hear from others and I'm happy to, you know, I, I didn't want to address any of this, the substance today. I didn't think that's what we were here for or appropriate. Um, if there's anything, if you have questions, Your Honor, I, I'm happy to address it. Your Honor, it's, it's Robert Stockett. I, it, it, I, I, had, I didn't want to say anything. I, I think I could offer something that might be helpful in terms of context. If, if Your Honor will allow me, I know that yes. that's not normal to have me. No, go ahead. Okay? Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. I, all I wanted to say was this, I, I'm very, very cognizant when Your Honor was saying, look, it's a curb and it's a retention application. We should be able to work these things out. And I fully embrace the tonality of that. We haven't been able to work it out. And I think it's important that Your Honor appreciate, it's in the text of the documents, but it's more in the subtext of the documents. And I think this is really what informs the evidentiary presentation. What we have here, Your Honor, is not an operational company. Today, it doesn't make anything, it doesn't sell anything, it doesn't really provide services. There are 100 employees that are getting paid to sort of maintain idle. And then the retention is to convert idle into something that folks from headquarters believe could be more valuable in terms of accreting the estate, then 
turning it off. They may be right. They may not be right. Our position is that we just kind of want to understand it before the decision has been made. But this is not the normal debtor, and the expenses that we're talking to are now accreting to double-digit, double tens of millions of dollars as we're trying to figure that out. And maybe this contested matter will help elucidate as discovery is produced and we learn through discovery in the trial what ultimately is the risk-reward profile of expending 15, 20, 25 million more because it's more expensive about an idle company in this industry environment is it sellable, is it reorganizable? Because I asked the question, it's not just these expenses. It's the hole that you have to fill on top of that in terms of money that's there to kind of move the company forward. Is it $20 million? Is it $50 million on top of the $20, $25 million, $30 million that you have to expend? And we, have, we started with $260 million of customer deposits, and no one's asked them what they think about this. That's the subtext of it all. So, Your Honor, the evidential presentation is not just a curve in the normal way, is this person going to leave, is this person an engineer that's necessary. It's really maintaining idle so that if the strategy that the debtor wants to have is, is move forward, does that yield more value? And the people whose money is at stake are not really been able to understand the answer to the question. That's the issue that undergirds the evidentiary presentation, because that's the, the, the dispute that undergirds this whole contested matter. We simply said we don't understand where you're going with this case. We kind of want to understand it before you spend all the money. That's the pig in the poke. Fair I enough. I hope that was helpful, Your No, fair enough. Thank you. Anyone else on the committee side? Uh, Ms. Bilski for the U.S. trustee, did you want to weigh in before I go turn to the debtor? Please, Your Honor, thank you. And I uh, echo the appreciation for the court hearing us today. Um, part of the reason I think we're here is because of a conflict that Jeffrey Bonder of my office had with regard to tomorrow's hearing, and that's because he's traveling for something work-related, and he will not be available until Friday the 27th. So um, despite the court, and he's not the only one that can argue this, but he has been the primary uh, attorney on this issue. And so it's all possible to like to have him present to do that and Friday would be the earliest date. There's no other conflicts on the um, near radar that he would have. All right. Thank you. Uh, let me turn to the debtor. Uh, Mr. Sorota or Mr. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Your Honor. You, you started off today's hearing by referencing appropriately so best-in-class professionals. And before I introduce uh, Mr. Sussberg to address the court clearly falls into that category. Just a few observations. I mean, um, my friend Mr. Stark references and Mr. Jonas the need for additional time. Um, you know, we were involved in the Sears case and there were, you know, God knows how many depositions conducted within a very short period of time. And Judge Drain was quick to understand that declarations as direct evidence um, could clearly make the process go faster, and we have it here. So um, I would just, before Mr. Sussberg addresses the court, I, I, I would respectfully suggest to Your Honor, that let's get the show on the road. These are big firms with a lot of talent, and they can put the resources that are necessary to present to Your Honor in exactly the day that you described. There's nothing unique about the retention of an investment banker. There's nothing unique about 
um, the Kirk Keith. We had the pleasure of doing it for Your Honor, I think, in two or three hours in the Sherlock case. So um, delay doesn't help anybody. And um, I'll now turn it over to uh, my friend, Mr. Sussberg. Thank you, Mr. Sroder. Mr. Sussberg. Thank you, Your Honor, and uh, very much appreciate the time. Um, I think originally we had scheduled the Kirk for Friday uh, and the Molis retention for Monday. Uh, in light of the comments from the U.S. trustee, I think from our perspective, it is critically important to echo Mr. Sirota's comments that we get these calendared and we'd be prepared to go forward with the Kirk on Friday and, if necessary, uh, Molis on Monday, or if we could do Molis on Friday, we're happy to do that, too. I think, you know, from the substantive perspective, and Mr. Stark walked into it a bit, um, there's a fundamental disconnect between the company and the committee at this point, and it's incumbent upon our team to try to correct that over the course of this week, which we'll do. And we can do that at the same time that the discovery is ongoing. And Mr. Jonas does not correct. Documents have been produced, and Mr. Slade can address all that if necessary, but I don't think it is. At its core... And at its bottom, I think the committee believes that we will ultimately end up in a liquidation. And we, as the debtors, have a fiduciary obligation to run out every single ground ball, as I like to say. And that's exactly what we're doing. And that's what we've done in other similar cases. And everybody needs to understand that even if ultimately the result is a return of customer money, the amount of time, the cost, and the energy, including at the investment banker level, is so substantial that it's not as simple as simply giving people their money back. And I live this through Voyager, and everyone is going to hear through the direct testimony and the argument exactly that concept. And from this company's perspective, we have severed most all of our workforce, as Mr. Stark had said. We need these people to be employed. This is a curb, it's not a key. All the executives have taken themselves out of the rain, and in order for us, to either pursue a value-maximizing own concern or third-party sale, or even a self-liquidation, these employees are critical and delay in having this approved, and more so with Molis, who's out in the marketplace, does no one any benefit. So, Your Honor, we will spend time with the advisors that we always do. We have a good working relationship. doesn't necessarily mean we always agree, and that's part of the process. But we will work to see if we can get to a result but having the curb hearing on Friday and the Molis retention no later than Monday is very, very important in these cases. And we would ask Your Honor to set those hearings today. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Mr. Sussberg. Any response or anything else anyone wishes to add? Your, Your Honor, just real quick, this is Mike Slade for the debtors also. I've, I'll, I'll be the one handling uh, the discovery, and I've worked with Mr. Jonas on many, many cases before. Uh, and we've gone through this uh, a number of times. I just want to confirm for the court that we have, you know, made our witnesses available for deposition on Wednesday with respect to the curb. We've identified who they are, and there's no reason that can't go forward. Uh, with respect to documents, I mean, what he said he wanted is all documents that support the curb. That's not a particularly, uh, you know, uh, direct uh, request for information, but if there's any information he wants, I'm happy to have a conversation uh, again, of anything else he wants. There's no reason that those depositions can't go forward on Wednesday. We're prepared to depose Mr. Manning, and uh, I think there's no reason that this, this can't go forward to get done before the hearing on Friday. We've done it many times before, and this is not uh, brain surgery. We, we can do it. 
Your, Your Honor, if I may? Yes. Again, we're not talking about whichever debtors that Mr. Sirota mentioned to you, or it's not brain surgery in the usual case. And no, the committee has not drawn a conclusion about whether or not this company is reorganizable, sellable, or will liquidate. We've been very clear that we want to study the issues because they took all of the crypto, converted it into cash, put it in a bank account, and want to use about 10% of it to run, as Mr. Sussberg said, all of the ground balls. I think it's, and my committee is pretty clear in their view, that that's a lot of money relative to the entirety of the estate, and we kind of want to understand if we're reorganizing, if this is ask number one, what does ask number two look like? We asked that a couple of weeks ago, and we've yet to see a business plan, yet to find out what the hole is, but now the fee that's being proposed for Molis is to compensate them if that were to happen, and the sale, I think we all can read the newspaper and look outside and sort of see that it's where the wind is blowing on a sale, and we're paying people to stay in that possibility. It doesn't look very likely, looking at the press and transactions out there, that we will get any money for it, but we have to sign up to a very large fee. I, we totally want to work this out. We've never wanted to have a contested matter. I said at the first hearing that I was at, we'll present all issues orderly, and have a fair hearing on everything, and we want to minimize it. But, you know, that's got to go both ways, too. If, if this is actually an issue that sort of in its own way sets the tonality of what we're doing, isn't it fair that we at least ask the questions because we're not always able to understand it after asking? If we have to do it in deposition to do it by expert opinion, okay, I guess that's how we're going to do it. But this is not a small matter. This is not just any old curve, and this is not just any old retention. This is 10% of the estate in its present format before anybody's had an, act, an, an, an ability to assess whether or not the path and the tasks that's being allocated to these people actually is just burning their money. That's the question. Nothing more to it than that. We wanted a little bit of time to ask questions, that's all. Yes, I would just ask that Mr. Stark, my friend, uh, spend more time preparing for the argument, hopefully this week, as opposed to doing what? we're doing now, so we can all get down to business. I'll take his uh, suggestion under advisement. Thank you, Ari. <laughs> oh, I can feel the love of the friendship. Uh, so, uh, anyone else? All right. It, you know, it, it, it's, it's Jeff Jonas, Your Honor, yes. and I, I won't belabor it. I'll just say I, I just don't think it's reasonable for us to have at least three, maybe four, depositions on Wednesday and Thursday and be required to be ready for trial on Friday. Understood. Uh, I guess I'm going to put you all to the test, though. Uh, I, I don't think the estate, I don't think the employees, I don't think the debtor, and I don't necessarily think the creditors are going to benefit by delay uh, and having more uh uh, time that, that I lose the Thursday, the Friday that we set aside for this week, uh, and, the, and the Monday. I will certainly put, I'll put off the Molis, uh, we're not going to do that as part of the day on Friday. We'll put that on for the Monday 
that gives us uh, the full day uh, on that Friday. It gives you all, unfortunately, the burden of getting your ducks in order uh, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, and then uh, we'll hear argument and we'll get a better picture. And maybe some of those answers will occur over the next three days. Uh, and maybe it calls for additional time, but uh, we don't get anywhere if we don't start. So let's start. Uh, I appreciate I appreciate the concerns. Uh, we have to start. Uh, this is uh, this was scheduled uh, a long time ago. The case was filed in November, uh, the end of November, and uh, we're we're already in the end of January. Uh, so it's time. Uh, if council can agree now, as far as the pending motions to seal, and I know the U.S. trustee has objected on both it, both the debtor and the committee filed their uh, recent declarations uh, under seal. Uh, I'll rule on the, the motion at the outset on Friday. For purposes of the hearing, let's proceed. Uh, use initials instead of names. Uh, uh, for the. Uh, and, and we'll be able to go forward and protect interests going forward, uh, at least prepare for that. And uh, in the interim, if there are concerns, as they tend to work out, if there are discovery issues, if there's something that arises that you need my attention, reach out for Chambers. We'll have a probably not a Zoom call. We'll have a, a comp, we'll have just a series of calls. Uh, Mr. Stoltz, I see your hand raised. Thank you, Your Honor. Um, two housekeeping matters. Our motion to seal is currently listed, I think, for Tuesday morning, so we're going to adjourn that until Friday. Yeah, we're going to move. I'm moving everything that was on for the 24th, except the the Molus matter will be on for the 30th, that Monday. We'll move everything to the Friday, uh, the 27th. Uh, and, oh, uh, on Friday, let's start at 9 o'clock, if you don't mind. So we have the most of the day. And, uh, again, we'll just plan on a half-hour break for lunch. But if issues arise in, in, in the or you need the court's assistance, just reach out. All right? Thank you, Ron. Thank, Thank you very much, much Ron. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Ron. Goodbye.